This is Seesaw Brad, formerly known as Salty Brad. You're listening to Up in the Mix. locations around the U.S. Mainly West Coast. This is a.k.a. the Narmistar, a.k.a. not the Black Dude. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican. Ernesto, Captain Kulo, bro, Mr. Brunch, your local also, that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How uh, the fuck did we get here? El de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, and the tracksuit poppy. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm very excited about the new one. That, that was my jam. Well, how, how are you doing? You're coming from the from the office today, right? As you can tell, with all my little kid toys around, if uh, you're not on the not on our Zoom, but in my background in the office, hopefully everything works out today. And uh, yeah, just working every day, Monday through Friday, at the nine to five. What else? Um, relaxing a little bit. You, know, I get lost in the sauce Friday night to about Saturday night. <laughs> I go on a day and a half bender every weekend now. Sunday, I got to recoup and get ready for the week again. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. How's your week been, Sean? Uh, it was, you know, it was a week. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to work, get the kids working, get everyone situated with. Mm-hmm time be productive yeah been uh playing some video games we're starting start, we've been really good at PUBG lately just killing it oh yeah shout out to the squad <laughs> um <laughs> and then uh, me and the lady are been rewatching the marvel movies because why not yeah i've been uh, i've been redoing star wars nice nice yeah mm-hmm. getting the disney plus on and then i don't even know like just productive kill time not dwell on things i can't control you know get outside hmm. but uh we have a special guest this week yeah we do have a very special guest a returning guest a very good friend of mine everybody knows him from doing his little artistic dunnies and whatnot welcome back to the show frank with a ph welcome back frank Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Good to be back. Yeah. Yeah, you were on. You were on like episode what? It's like the five ver- or six. <laughs> the very beginning. Yeah, the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way back in the day. Yeah. Ninety something episodes later, he returns. I know it's crazy to see you guys still holding it down, man. It's awesome. Yeah, we're doing a lot of work, and uh, now we got to do it from various locations. We're almost worldwide. Right. Yeah. Where are you coming to us from this uh, fine Sunday morning? Uh, I'm near Seattle. I'm 15 minutes out, so in Renton, Washington, right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's so nice right now. It's it's been sunny the last few days, so that's good. It's a good day. Yeah, especially as summertime doesn't start out there in the Northwest till about July. I know you get like a short, like two and a half months, something more around there. Yeah, yeah, of summertime before it gets sprinkly, not not rainy like everyone says, but it's just sprinkly. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So what have you been up to since you were last on the show? Seems like a long time ago now. Man, so many different moves, honestly. It's been it's been a roller coaster. Um, I'm trying to think way back on the first time I was on. I think I was visiting from Seattle, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Just came out for a couple of weeks and uh, was able to get on the show. But since then, man, I, I moved to California for a hot minute just to kind of do some art things and uh, try to make some power moves there. Um, then I actually found myself in Reno. So the California <laughs> move was more of a, like, yeah, I know, right? The more uh, California move was kind of just, just didn't take that the way I wanted it to go, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I was still doing art full time out there, um, just kind of figuring out where I wanted to go next. You know, uh, I left Seattle doing construction, just kind of had that drive to just focus only on art, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I moved to California just for like three months, um, then decided why not just come back to Reno and kind of kind of figure out there. I know the art scene has just been steady, just booming at one, you know, after another. So yeah. it's really cool to see that transition. Um, and I, I thought just, you know, it's kind of like home again. I really, uh, it's weird every time I'm there, I really miss it. And I know everybody says that, but, uh, there's just something about, it's like, it's so nice. You get the best of everything there, you know, mm-hmm. it's growing. So I moved out to Reno for, or just plugging away at different shows, different customs, mm-hmm. kind of still building that same storyline that I talked about on the first appearance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. so I, I'm still I'm still plugging away every day. Even now, you know, I've got things to work on here, and um, you know, actually, just I moved back to Seattle after two years in Reno. I haven't really do much. I got in and out of a few different jobs. I worked at Whole Foods for like two weeks. <laughs> Did you do uh, tattoos? Wasn't crazy about it. <laughs> tattoos yeah. at Whole Foods. No, no. <laughs> yeah, tattoos in the back, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I've got a buddy, which you guys probably know, Jeff. He actually works there. He's a fellow artist. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Jeff uh, Metal Jeff, Jeff, right? I think he goes, yeah, Metal Jeff. Mm-hmm. So funny, we, uh, way back when we started this toy thing, uh, me and him were actually at that Happy Happy Joy Joy store. I don't uh-huh. know if you guys, the Reno yeah, Toy Store. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, yeah, we were there for their opening day, and me and him were just going to town, mm-hmm. just kind of showing people what we do, uh, which I know that store took its own direction, but we were kind of hoping that we could get some people into the designer toy scene, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. We, I met a couple tattoo artists that uh, work out there in Reno, a couple of the shops that are into this toy thing. Uh, but yeah, man, I just, just been plugging away at toys. I spent two years there in Reno. Then I actually found myself with the kids and my uh, wife moving back here and uh, didn't know what the fuck to do, you know? <laughs> uh, but I found, I found myself... I found myself finding another construction job and uh, the people, this company was really small. It's like a group of 20 carpenters. Um, and I, that's the only job I applied for and instantly got it. You know, they paid me well, uh, which was like the longest I've ever taken, yeah. you know, off since I started. Right. Um, but yeah, I was working carpentry, doing a couple, couple cool jobs from Starbucks, McDonald's. Um, we've done a couple uh, blue origin, which is an aerospace company. Oh, dang. Uh, some, yeah, we did some pretty low-key, you know, just uh, special jobs. And uh, the company, man, I was like, damn, this could be this could be a career, you know? Yeah. Um, but the guy running it, he was really cool, always open. He was so positive on everything. I actually just, uh, just left a co- like a month and a half ago, that company. 
into something that's pretty cool we can talk about yeah you know? so um but yeah i've been here for i think it's been over like six months now six months so, yeah and then nice. what's this new job you got this is the the thing we i kind of wanted to talk about got really sick um for a week i had a fever you know <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh i just kind of was like playing low-key like what am i going to be doing um just kept going to work uh doing construction and i'm happen to be like on a job that just has me there as a babysitter i mean usually you get those in, car- in the commercial world mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. didn't put um and i was strolling just scrolling on uh instagram and i found this company that's that was like 15 minutes away from where i was living and uh they were looking for a prototype painter mm. and i scrolled through all their stuff i was looking at everything they've designed um they've got a social uh, media platform as well uh called level 52 studios out here in washington okay and they focus they focus on a lot of statues so polystone statues like um a lot of comic statues and video games stuff you'd see like say the new spider-man um some overwatch games mm-hmm. uh we're actually working on cyberpunk which is coming out in september hopefully that's the one with keanu um, right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so, supposed to be a crazy game yeah yeah I'm, ho- I'm hoping to snag that you know i picked up borderlands because we just finished a i want to say like 20 inch statue mm-hmm. with three different characters on it and uh we just been going nonstop. They've been working on that for, fuck, I want to say almost a year. Dang. Uh, yeah, and they they try to get it done for Emerald City Comic Con, which got canceled a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I scrolled through Instagram. I looked at all their stuff, and I was like, damn, this is this is really this is this is a po- well polished company, you know? Like everything that I know and do as a toy artist, I was like, man, I can implement what I I know over for- there. Level fifty-two, and uh, he happened to be at uh, I think the toy fair in New York at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, just text him. You know, I was trying to get a hold of the company, just couldn't. It was a, a private location, so um, I called, and he actually texted me back and said, "Hey, you know, um, you got the right number, basically." Like just texting back because someone called him. I was like, I was trying to get a hold of level 52. My name is Frank. Yeah. This is what I do. Um, application, you know, create a resume resume or cover story um, or cover letter, excuse me. And then, so I went from there and I, ne- I never actually put together a portfolio. Uh, I didn't really have a resume built behind the art background. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I only knew construction and like labor and intensive work on my resume so i stressed it for a day trying to figure out how can i get a portfolio online how can i polish this to make it look good i know they want someone professional so i skipped a day went by savvy um so i I didn't really make time to learn everything uh and he was just like it's cool man you just want to come in and talk uh so they're really cool like me being really close to this this job and um, everything just kind of fit perfectly. I, I went to go talk with them. There's like eight different people working there. It's a small team. Uh, and I just, you know, fit in. I, I looked at it like I was hanging out with you guys, you know, Yeah. same, same feeling. I mean, it just was an instant fit. You know, I just needed to meet certain people, make sure 
they know who do they call me back well they call me back the next day because i had to meet one of the lead painters there who is very talented she's crazy good at what she does she's she's got a fine arts background um but anyways i had to meet her because that would be my boss and we just well too um, toy design painting prepping 3d molds and uh doing some 3d print touch-ups you know so yeah man it's it's been uh it's been hard yeah, that, came, that came together quickly yeah and just on the internet so that's that's pretty crazy that it's just like looking on ig then you're looking up off on their website and then going from there yeah it, which was nuts because i was like before i even got back to the chris with my information i was like you know what i'm, I'm probably not i'm probably not going to be a good fit they want to see more professional you know portfolio and the resume resume build up um but then i don't know something's just like dude you got to do this you got to try to at least get yourself out there you know yeah. at least once um and luckily it went smooth and and almost too smooth i'm like man you know this is, this is what i wanted well frank this is what you've been working for this is like all the stuff you've been working on is towards this right it's it's crazy mm. so uh like how's how has had the, the you know the shutdown and everything happy easter for all of our listeners by the way yeah Yep. How's the shutdown affected, you know, transitioning from your old job to the, to this job? Well, so when I left construction, I told you I was sick. I'm not going to go into details about that. Um, and it's funny because I just, that's what made me push into a new career. But going into this new job for me, he's, you know, he's got some underlying um, health problems. So for him, this is a big concern. The people I work around, it was a big concern. So I got sick shortly with just uh, some allergy symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, and so he, he required that I take a week off, which he took care of me there. Um, and then this whole uh, government shutdown, you know, the city yeah, shutdown. Yeah. It pushed me to be off another week. So I was off two weeks on this new job. Um, and we've changed up some protocol, or you know, just trying to stay because I'm I'm back actually back at the job, but were there some things where we're I'm working from home now or the studio? Yeah. Uh, so there are a few companies that are still you know working along. Uh, as far as my job, uh, we were looking at seeing you know a few of our jobs being closed down and some of the factories putting on hold, um, but surprisingly that's still all going right now. Um, you know, all the projects we're working mm -hmm. on, we've got some pretty cool stuff, you know, I'm just, uh, just slowly just plugging away. But a lot of companies here are shut down. People are still in panic. Um, but not as, it's not as serious as maybe you might see from California yeah. or New York. Uh, I think we're all just riding the wave out here. Um, it's been pretty nice. Actually, the, the roads are pretty clear. The stores aren't really packed. You know, everybody's cleaner <laughs> you know? how they should be. Not, yeah exactly mm -hmm. um, but as far as that goes i mean i haven't been into making it a law mm -hmm. you know right so how about out in reno how are things i got you know my parents are out there and some friends out there too uh, just, you know we're just uh 
shelter in place for now, mm-hmm. trying to, like you guys, ride it out. It's not, it hasn't, it's it's a lot worse in, in Vegas than Washoe County, but mm-hmm. still, you know, better safe than sorry at this point. Like, why, why let it get worse if, you know, we can stop it? So, yeah. Schools are closed, you know, everything's shut down and just working from home and trying to just stay safe and hopefully this, you know, they get a treatment or something so things can go back to normal. Yeah, because, like, stuff won't get back to normal until there's, like, a vaccine and people will start calming down and the world will, you know, get, go back down almost to normal. But we still probably won't be normal until, like, next year, I feel, because they're probably going to have, like, um, people less less people at work like not everything's going to be fully open all the way and everything like that so everything's not going to be normal until 2021 yeah we'll see yeah that's crazy to think mm-hmm. yeah we got news from uh our you know my daughter's in kindergarten right now and i guess all the washington schools are closed to you know to the following year mm-hmm. um but they're they're trying to implement ways to still teach these kids. Uh, luckily for us, we've been always thinking about possibly. She's she's pretty into this little transition, you know. So she's taking. I think she's doing a really good job right now. We're on break. Um, tomorrow we start school back up, you know, for my daughter, and yeah. we've got plenty of programs and stuff that we've. Uh, looked into and I'm right now me I focus on the art aspect of everything I try to teach them art of course um, right yeah so I got them painting yesterday on canvases just for some fun and, and learning you know how to mix colors and you know their line work and stuff so giving their primary colors and uh how to mix to get secondary colors and all kinds of shit yeah yeah trying to teach you the correct colors yes <laughs> right yeah exactly definitely yeah it's been hard you know just to think about we're fortunate you know my so she's able to be there i just there's so many i I feel like i've been on so many lows just going through this roller coaster of my own life yeah that it's weird right now i I feel so fortunate and, and i feel you know i feel very like lucky and thankful to be where i am um when i'm not struggling or in fear or hurting you know so all the people that may be going to the difficult problems you know i just hope that they keep a level head and and know that things will get better because there's always going to be a lot of high you know yeah definitely just trying to stay positive and and i know i could be one of those people that doesn't have work you know and uh i actually been there but not during this epidemic you know so yeah. i mean we, we go through a lot so it's just staying positive has, has been a real benefit for this so I, I try to keep that smile and that positive, you know, vibration throughout who I'm around and who I interact with, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just hard to find nowadays. And I, the first week when this all was going down, I mean, you could feel the tension and, and like the buildup, man. Yeah. You could feel it in the air and people getting all yeah. worried and buying all the toilet paper they see. <laughs> and I know. And I'm hand all, sanitizer. I'm, right. Can't find that. No, mm-hmm. I know. Um, <laughs> I was pushing carts and I was like, I was feeling like someone was just going to go and snag something out of my cart, you know? <laughs> I need those beans. Uh, uh, people, didn't, people didn't exactly, you know, respond rationally. Yes, no, not at all. 
and that's to say the least but like yeah and like every time i go to the store all the healthy stuff is still there but the non-healthy stuff is not so which is it's good right all the microwave foods are gone they're gone but i can still go get kale and almond milk <laughs> right it's because you know how to cook <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a skill that, that takes time and people don't have that and people are learning to right? now people are learning to now yeah no right mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah, because we, we cook just about every day at the house. Then we pick, like, maybe, like, one or two meals out of the week to, like, eat out, and that helps save up money. And, like, just yeah. cooking cooking healthy for the family is the best thing to do, you know? Yeah, it's it's just good, too, because, I mean, getting these kids to eat stuff that you make, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. always nice to see that. Rather right, than right. being stuck, stuck on, you know, fast. It's, it's uh it's important, I think. Yeah, and it just gets kids' is palate, give them a wider palate, and not to be too picky because there's some kids that I know they only eat like chicken nuggets and barbecue sauce. And I know, right? And that's it, you know. But like my baby eats everything I eat. Like yesterday, we got some sushi, and she always loves the ginger. Me and her smashed the ginger, <laughs> and then like you guys got sushi yesterday. Yeah, Dude. yeah, that was like our one meal out. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it was the sushi. We're- we went to uh, Sushi Pier, the OG. They got this. Oh, yeah. uh, they got the special going on, and Tanya was aching it. And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it. If we're going down. We're going down with sushi." <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Sushi Pier. That that place is good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, my baby loves the ginger. I give her all the spicy stuff and uh, everything. Like obviously the fish in moderation because all the mercury and whatnot. But she loves the <laughs> she loves the ginger though, which is tight. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hey, so, uh, Frank, what are you trying to do uh, artistically with this new company as far as your own you know, personal art now that you have this new job? Yeah. Uh, well, I've been looking. I, I've been. So when I got there, it was like being in my own studio, just way larger, you know. <laughs> um, so it was really just learning some techniques that I might not be used to. Um, I just, I look at this as, as more practical for what I do, you know? Yeah. Um, the techniques that they do. And cause I've never worked with 3d prints and they do a lot of that, you know, everything that they sculpt up digitally. Um, I've always wanted to learn how to do 3d sculpting and, uh, working a printer and how, you know, all the certain printers that we use and how they function, how to process that. So I've talked to them about, you know, trying to learn every little aspect I can while there and and just looking at it as, as a next step for everything. Um, you know, cause the stuff I do is all hand done. I don't use, I don't use a printer. I don't, you know, I sculpt everything by hand and I prep everything and paint it by hand. Um, I don't, you know, I don't even use an airbrush, which I've had, but I don't, I just bought a compressor. I've never used it. Um, I've used airbrush in automotive stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that it's a, stuff we do is sprayed with an airbrush because you get a finer cleaner look to these realistic sculptures um so just something like that i mean there's just a lot of little things um that i could learn even like the mold making how to do larger molds and how to paint you know brush on silicone and there's just so many techniques that i mean i find it as just a challenge you know so that's that's what i'm getting it or getting out of it yeah. So, can you real quick for people who maybe didn't listen to the original episode, if you just explain 
uh, what you've like done as an artist and, you know, you were living off your art for a while, what, uh, your, you know, your process and what kind of your style is. All right. I don't even remember when, but I started out <laughs> collecting, collecting vinyl toys. Um, Fuser actually was collecting way before me. That's for sure. And I didn't, had no clue. Um, but I stumbled across a couple toys, um, like Futurama figures and just characters from cartoons that I was familiar with. And I was seeing them in 3D form. And I've always been a toy collector as a kid. I've had so many toys like from different cartoon shows, um, you know. So toys was always, toys were always something that I had around me. But quickly just forgot about that in high school and stuff. I was doing a lot of BMX. Um, so I found myself doing a little more art and I, I would sketch, I take art classes in high school. Um, but I just never pursued it. I hated to paint. Um, uh, was a painter. I didn't know him very much, but I see his work and I'm like, that's gotta be difficult, you know? Um, so I, I found these toys when I was living in Reno the first time and, uh, started to just dabble into it on the internet, you know, and I saw people putting clay on theirs and turning them into something. And I was like, all right, well, that sounds pretty cool. You know, like, what do, what do I like? I want to try this. Um, so I bought a Dunny or money figure, bought some clay. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll give it a try. And I sculpted a Iron Man figure, which uh, is still so funny to look at. Um, I added all the little shapes to it. And I was like, man, this is cool. You know, I sold it for like nearly no profit. Um, I want to mm -hmm. say I probably lost money on the deal, honestly, with shipping and stuff. Um, right. So doing that, I was just like, it was addicting. It was like, man, and that's cool. Let's do another one, you know? And I started, for some reason, I did a Yeti on like my first few figures. And then I started creating this character. I think I was looking into different artists and how they go about it. Because there was already a, a scene built up in New York and LA for the Dunny from Kid Robot. Mm -hmm. And the Dunny, for those that don't know, um, the early few years of it, the few first series, it was um, blind box figures, and they're all shaped like bunnies. But what they did differently was a lot of graffiti artists and, and illustrators, they would all put their design on these figures. So it was like collecting cards. Um, and you never knew which one you were going to get. And there were rare ones. And, and so what it was is like putting my own art on these figures as if I was one of the artists. Um, but at a different done by hand, you know? So mm -hmm. I was able to create, instead of just putting art, I was able to create these, my characters, I was able to design them and put them on these figures and just come out with a few different characters and styles. And it was, it was so different. The process of painting line work on a, a circular shape, a 3d figure. Um, but I mean, if you look at my work, I mean, from the last few few years you know it's changed and it's i've got real comfortable and then i'm trying to change things up here and there adding more sculpting and, and different textures and and trying to push the boundaries a little more mm -hmm. uh, sometimes i think it just got too easy so then i would dabble into 2d work and i'd paint murals and a couple canvases i would just try to get that same feel and, and um but for me, anyways, it started out toys, and I just never stopped. I mean, even to this day, I just did a toy and, and for a show uh, off a of cause figure. It was like an 18-inch uh, companion, um, which 
I've, I'm really known for doing the custom stuff. I'll take someone's existing figures, there will be vinyl, resins, and I'll, I'll do my thing on them, just like I would with the Dunny. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as that, you know, over the last few years, I've been working on doing my own little resin toys. I've done like a, a fan art take on some Spider-Man stuff, some Star Wars stuff. Um, really, it's just, I'm, I'd like to implement my storyline behind Feast, which I've talked about in the first appearance. Right, uh, and I'm still. Which I've said this for a long time, but I'm still developing this story. I'm coming out with new characters. Um, I'm just able to bring that out on a figure or a toy, and a lot of people seem to love it. You know, right? That's cool. Still, still working, still moving with the. Uh... Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you even have your stuff at uh, Coffee and Comics. Uh, mm -hmm. That that Spider Man, you got a Venom Spider Man uh, thing sitting up in there, which is which is awesome, you know. Um, and I just love seeing what you've been doing with your feasts thing that your your comic book or storyline with that, because it just grows every time I look at your storyline. It's just like it's growing, and just the things you're doing with them. It's just like so comic book, and like how all three of us are big fans of comic books. So it's just so awesome. Yeah, um, introducing these characters, I was just, I was a fan of comics. My brother, he's a, he's a collector. Like, he literally goes out and buys stacks of comics every time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but that was a, a fun thing. There was this uh, artist, Ashley Wood, who's a 2D artist, um, who actually did some, like, art for uh, Metal Gear Solid and has this, like, zombie versus robots and different other uh, uh, comics through IDW and... Uh, I've seen the 2D comic stuff, art, and then transition into paintings that are fine art, expensive paintings. Like Ashley Wood's paintings are, you know, really nice for the aesthetic it is, and they're very expensive. Uh, but they also he also worked with a couple of companies that done some vinyl or PVC toys. So you're able to see like the toys, the paintings. Uh, you know, you'd see the comic story. So following all that in like a full circle, it was just, it was, you know, it was interesting to me. So being able to do that myself and I just, I got inspired to, to kind of shape this world and just keep, keep moving in different areas, you know? All, all different uh, styles coming together. That, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. In the, in the toys. Yeah, kind of right. reminds me of Ninja Turtles, how Ninja Turtles started out as a comic then they went to the toys, and then because the toys were so popular, they went into the movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Ninja Turtles is a good example, you know, just seeing where they started out and um, to what it is now, like the first few issues of Ninja Turtles, and then looking on Nickelodeon and seeing where, you know, the animation's taken. And even the toys, it's just fought, you know? Right. But I would just have all the toys, and I'd be like, man, they're on TV. They're right here. I'm living this, you know? So, but if it, you know, if it hadn't been all those other things, it wouldn't mm -hmm. have been as cool, you yeah. know. Like, right. if it hadn't had the ba you know the background with the art and the and the comics being so cool, then it wouldn't yeah. have it taken off as you know like it did, or it would have been just another toy like, like right or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they definitely built that history, and it took time and time and and struggle. I'm sure you know. Yeah. I, that's just being that's the art behind it, though. You know. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. We always say, just to be an overnight success. Yeah, it's yeah. take at least a decade. Oh, yeah. Well, 
Frank, thanks for for coming on and joining mm-hmm. us during these oh yeah crazy times. Um, we're gonna head for our first break, but Caesar's got a song of the week for us. Yeah, I've been listening to uh, a lot of like old stuff, so that Red Man Method Man album, the Blackout album, and I. I forgot how awesome the song Serial Killer by Method Man and Red Man is. So let's listen and enjoy to that, guys. And we'll be back after this break. Saloon. Step by step, through the back window I crept Silent as a mouse on the set While everybody in the house slept I disconnect the phones and the rest Find a butcher knife, cut the power lines to the lights Now a nigga wild for the night I come like the living dead, straight from the dirt Back to Avengers own death on this earth Ever hear a Jason? Then you know my work Down to the basement, the dog get it first I can't help myself, my thoughts ain't my own The voices in my head just won't leave me alone Murder, 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 kill, kill, kill Pissing on the car seats, flat in the wheel, so there's no escape from the fate that awaits. No one to witness the horror taking place. Yeah, now I'm on my way up the stairs to the bedroom of my prey unaware. Heads will be hung from the chimney with care, with hopes that the police soon will be here. I'm a killer. Kick the door, evict the four, yell out, it's a sticker, hit the floor. You fish cake niggas, stay lippin' off. Did your mama name you or Mrs. Pauls? Battle in session, what's up with it? I talk like I walk with a fucked up pivot. Niggas scream out, it's just us bitches. Don't shoot out the phone booth. I aim at your party, hit the wrong group. Happy birthday. Niggas done snap, running hunchback, ducking, brick walls get thumbtacked, so run laps for our body you. Bust out the sides like karate shoes, dot, turn Velcro when night falls. Central Park joggers wear bright clothes, Tybo five flows, lizard, centipede, snake, I'm a killer, I'm a killer. This is the sound of a cow. I walk on backs like Mr. Bentley After PPP stripped you empty Gather round for a rapid sound Fourth of July was three months ago Should've pat him down No one would fold both thumbs and eight fingers To square with Joe Young Tongue below one, spit dumb Moron, for white boys to snowboard on So whatcha, whatcha, whatcha want Two spearmint gum, two double pump Two cannons, piece by piece Your school get dazed like G5G Murder, 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 kill, kill Kill, kill. Take nuts and screws out Ferris wheels. If you ain't Missy, paying no bills. Body you in supermarket, no frills. Doc, hold my coat, I'm about to go low. Titanic MC, rock the boat, man. Tone death rhyme, microphone sex line. Next time, don't forget the tech nine step. Five digital, context is critical. Bomb threat these individuals that's on deck. So you the illest nigga in Nebraska. Hell nah, it's the master. Number 16, party crasher. Flex, I think too much. I drink too much. My crew don't really give two fucks about you ducks. We over here, shallin' butt. Spontaneous combust when I smoke a bag of dust. Ah, what a rush. Cigar be the Dutch. Method Man and Red Man, Starsky and Hutch. I crush MCs. Can't trust niggas, niggas can't trust me. Trust me. I'm a killer. 
Welcome back. That was uh, Caesar's song. Love That Blackout album came out, what, 1999, I think, 2000? Yeah, followed my senior year of high school, taking me back. Yeah, that was uh, my, like, freshman year of high school. It came out. The album was awesome. Like, the album cover, art, like, picture was dope. The the case it was in was even, like, a gray, a smoky gray blackout case, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The black on the black. Yeah. It, it, came, it came out that fall. It was a... Uh, Pretty sure it was Nevada Day weekend. I had an epic party <laughs> at the homie's house that weekend, and I definitely remember that was the soundtrack to that party. Because also the Rockwilder was on that thing, like the best two minutes yeah. and 33 seconds, you know? Yeah, the Rockwilder, Y-O-U. Y-O-U, one, two, one, two. They have, they have your favorite rapper, Ja Rule, in there, too. <laughs> yeah, some jams on that one, for sure. Yeah. Taking it back, like I said, with all this time, there's a lot of time you could listen to old stuff back from back in the day. Well, uh, so this week we got a couple different movies of the week to go to talk about, right? Yeah, definitely. What's yours? So I watched the new Dave Chappelle comedy special on Netflix where he picks up uh, the Mark Twain Award at the uh, John F. Kennedy Center. Uh, Center. So it's like a special award, and uh, the documentary is kind of around him getting that, so it has stand-up from him. It has a bunch of different guests, like Jon Stewart, Sarah Silverman, um, Kenan uh, Thompson, uh, Mark, uh, Michael Che, uh, Lauren Michaels. It's just there's so many common. Um, Erica Badu, Aziz Ansari. So many different comics go up there, and just uh, they all pay tribute. Talk about him. Bradley Cooper's in it. Uh, it's it's super cool, and he's funny as fuck. You know, respect to the to the goat, because uh, he he does some stand up on it too. It's super funny, and uh, yeah, I mean, check it out. It's on Netflix. I think it was like number two or three trending when I watched it. Oh dang, I haven't seen that one yet. I think I might have to check it out soon. It just came out. And it's from. Uh, it was recorded in like November last year, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let's see, my movie of the week was also on Netflix, and it's called L.A. Originals, and it's a documentary about like one of my favorite photographers, the Esteban Oriol, who got me into pretty much black and white and showing like really gritty, like documentary style photos. And Mr. Cartoon, which is like a tattoo legend, like a graffiti legend. Um, he's designed three Cortezes, you know. And so he, it's just a documentary about them, how they've um, portrayed the Chicano or like the L.A. look. And how it's tra- like from them, they kind of like do it from how they kind of push that L.A. gangster all over the world, that culture, and that even like Japanese people like have lowriders and look like cholos, you know. I have to check that out. I saw that one. I haven't mm-hmm. watched it yet, but yeah, I'll put that on my watch list to, for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's an it's an awesome one, and like like I said, he's like Martha Cooper is the one who got me into street photography, and he's the one who just got me like inspiration for my style. Nice. Frank, have you watched anything lately that's been stuck with you? 
No, I've, I've actually heard the one Caesar was talking about. I've been meaning to hit that up. I know a lot of artists and guys are spreading the word on that documentary. Um, but as far as, I mean, watching anything new, not so much. We just, I've been going back and watching some old cartoons with the kids and, you know, Scooby-Doo, Doug, just, just reminiscing really, you know, it's, it's been a good time for that. That's cool. My brother's been doing the same thing with my niece. Yeah. Man. He's been, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. that, the, the anime, that one's the best one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been dabbling back into Darkwing Duck, my boy Darkwing and Launchpad. Darkwing yeah. Duck, that soundtrack, dangerous that, fire. That soundtrack is so good. That intro song, Darkwing Duck, uh-huh. yeah, super jazzy and soulful. Like it's awesome. Nineties mm-hmm. cartoons had fire soundtracks. On. Yeah, yep. They 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 were about the culture before before anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, had real artists working on that too. Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah. Or like now after that, they've um that was their that was their launch point from like those shows and stuff. They became great after that. World news, world news. I mean. With the coronavirus, what else do we need to talk about? It's just everyone knows what's going on. We don't need to to recap anything. Nah, just everything canceling and pushed out. The Olympics was the big one. Yeah, Olympics being canceled. Burning Man was officially canceled on Friday, mm-hmm. which is you know huge for the Reno area just because it brings in so much money and mm-hmm. so much people. But you know, it's got to be safe. You can't have 30,000 people from all over the world coming into one place these days. From all over the planet, yeah. It's crazy. They're asking people to donate. You know, people already bought their tickets. Because they their insurance doesn't cover the cancellation. Oh, I bet it doesn't. That's so, that's so much money. So they're asking people to donate to the, you know, their company because they're going to take a huge hit from this, obviously, not having the festival. Why can't they just keep the same tickets for next year? Who knows, man? Who knows? You know, like it's just that's a yeah, it's a lot of money. And, and there's a lot of stuff that goes, you know, a lot of artists. It affects a lot of people. Not mm-hmm. just the people attending, but like yeah. there creating art, so it's gonna you know, twenty twenty is gonna be a wild ass year looking back. You know, so much stuff being cancelled. One thing that's not being cancelled though is Korea's trying to bring back their baseball season right now. Because they, you know, not what they were not going to have fans, but the way they're handling the virus there is there. Every single building has temperature reading checkpoints for people to walk in. Mm-hmm. Anyone can get tested whenever they want, like, like every two weeks. You know, if anyone has a temperature, they're automatically monitored. They have a, if someone tests positive, they use their cell phones to trace where they've been, and then they send out alerts to other people who have been there for them to get tested to make sure to like cut down on the break so they got all these safety things in place so they're thinking you know within the next month they're gonna start playing baseball again there no it's uh yeah it's crazy i saw this thing on vox today actually this morning where like because i think last year or the year before they had a mers breakout out there so that helped them kind of like be prepared for the, for this. So when it first starting, they were one of the first countries that um, 
everything just spiked with uh, everyone catching it and things like that. But they put stuff in place where like they started early to making all these uh the all these COVID nineteen tests that yeah. and then they do they don't they don't track well supposedly you know air quotes they don't track you unless there's a pandemic so when the pan, when the pandemic comes then because in Korea they think national safety is better than personal uh, privacy so they could they get the information from your phones see where you've been what you've touched. And they even have it where it goes into your maps, like say, yeah, yeah. say you want to like geolocation. Yeah, be like it a, notifies people who have been there as well. Yeah, and be like this street, like a, a couple of people with COVID have walked this street. Don't touch anything. Avoid that street. Go around it. And like, then they go and clean it too. Yeah, it's so it's so crazy how far ahead. And the crazy of, thing is. Is like we are. They do that stuff here, but it doesn't go to the government. It goes to private companies. Oh, like Facebook. So that's that. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like they're already do like people are like oh, it's an invasion of privacy. They're already doing that here. The only difference is the government is getting that information there and using it for the good of the people. Mm-hmm. We're here in the U.S. They're using it to sell you fucking masks and shit, like <laughs> advertisements, not yeah. like to help anyone. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just reading that article was pretty sad. Just thinking like because we had cases of you know South Korea was literally as United States it spread there and uh, you know it's a smaller country but we're not we don't have close to any of the stuff going on that they have there mm-hmm. but the NBA and uh, Major League Baseball and NHL are looking at the, what they're using and seeing if you know if they're successful with this they can use that as a blueprint for if they want to restart their seasons or have sports in the future yeah but again the number one thing is we got to have testing on even here in Washington County, they're saying, "Oh, we can only t- we can test 400 people a day," and I'm like, "That's nothing. That doesn't do anything. You can't get tested. You know, like if you can't get tested, we can't go back to normal until people know they're safe. Like if we want to go back to working, you know, if how can can you if you don't know who's sick and who's not sick?" Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a tough thing. The U.S. is behind on a lot of stuff, and just we got to get testing. Like that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's widespread testing. Until I can be like, hey, I got wind, got tested, you know, I'm negative, I'm good, everyone can do that, nothing's going to go back to normal. Yeah. That's the first thing. We, we should have that by now. But uh, salutes to South Korea out there doing it right. right. Yeah, I think uh, Singapore did like the same thing too, like just super early things in like Hong Kong. And those places are highly dense like New York, you know, like Seoul. Yeah. Like Seoul, super dense. Millions of people live in there too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's just wild. It's wild. The different. Uh, it just shows, you know, we're fucking up. Yeah. What can I say? We're fucking up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's what happens when like the government gets a little bit more control, you know, and they help out the their people like they're supposed to. I mean, our true. Here's corporate. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, no, there's not money to be made. There's not money to be made in saving people's lives, bro. So. No. That's, not, that's why they're trying to open things back up. They want us to go back to work and put our lives in danger mm-hmm. so that the fucking stock market can go up. Yeah. Because America, everyone's scared about just a little bit more taxes to help each other out. But, you know, it's only, Can't do it. it's only a little bit. Speaking of that, this week in racism, black people are dying at way higher rates than this. 
just because they don't have access to healthcare, especially in the South, like Louisiana, even in Chicago, like certain places, you know, poor, poor people are being hit the hardest with this because they don't have, you know, healthcare, they can't go see a doctor, and they're the ones that are dying from this. So again, the rich people in charge, they don't give a fuck. Like, that's, you know, it's easy to say open things back up when you don't know anyone who's died, but there's, you know, hundreds of people dying every day in certain places that don't affect you. Yeah, especially when, you know, those people, they have places, they have doctors, they got places that are safe and cleaned and things like that. And the people that, and those are the people that are sending those people back that want those people back to work and, the, right. and they're corporate overlords. They don't care. They don't care about the small guy. They don't give guy. a fuck at all. Mm-mm. This is show, this shows you that they don't care about us regular fucking poor people. Mm. They don't have any skin in the game and they want us to put our lives in danger so that they can make money. Mm-hmm. It, shows you, like, it shows you who makes the money here. Like, if people, how is it that like these so-called wealth creators, you know, they're not doing what's what? We don't go to work for a month, and all of a sudden, you know, the economy crashes. Yeah, it's just people lining uh, corporate overlords, lining politicians' pockets. That's how it works out. And I know how I know how it works. That I know that works out everywhere, but. When, you know, like the government doesn't put people safety first, and that's what needs to happen. Yeah, when you have like real estate agents telling the fucking president to reopen the economy, like who the fuck is this guy? I'm, he, he doesn't know. He's looking out for himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about me and you and Frank. You know, like they don't, they don't care about us, our parents or who, you know who else we're putting in danger by going to work. They're worried about their bottom line. And that's why, like, rent wasn't frozen here and mortgages weren't frozen like they were in Italy, you know? I'm just glad, you know, all of us, all of us are working and making money. Because I was thinking, like, if this had happened, you know, when I was, like, 22 or 21, like, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. I would have had to move back in with my parents or something. You know, I couldn't go six weeks without work when I was living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, like, if I worked at bicycle shops, it'd be the same thing. I would be working less and... But now I got like a, you know, I'm an essential person. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Crazy, crazy times. Like, we need to reevaluate our priorities here and start putting, like, we got, that's like, we got to have good people run for office and, you know, that are going to put people first and look out for their fellow humans. But that's yeah. us- that usually doesn't work out when corporations fund presidential campaigns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dream- is too strong in this country. It's, Cream it, is too strong. It's the only thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the, not every it, it's not everything, it's the only thing. It's the only thing out here. I'll never forget like, I'll never forget when I my first year teaching I used uh, that song to teach about capitalism and mm-hmm. like how it changed uh, how people view the world. Yeah. I was like, Cream kids, mm-hmm. cream. Realest shit ever made. No, because we talk about that too, like in the Hong Kong protests, a lot of the world didn't hear about it until the protests were so big that it stopped the airport. And exactly. W- and once you're stopping someone's money, then they start paying attention. Like that's the thing. Like you know, like you could protest all you want, people would just like shoo you underneath the the rug. But unless you're messing with their money, unless you're messing with the ends, then it starts being real business. I mean, cash rules everything around me is the fucking realist. That is America. That is America's mm. fucking anthem. <laughs> yes. It is fucking. 
fucking cold blood and, and like mm-hmm. it needs to be more cold and hard than the original <laughs> someone needs to remake that shit it needs to be a, a, a mix of like fucking straight out of compton and this is america <laughs> <laughs> so who needs to be on it we need to have killer mike we need to have chuck d we need to have a mortal technique on that track hell yeah know? hell yeah you know yeah just put it out into the universe with with childish gambino on a dark ass hook <laughs> yeah that's crazy. Uh huh. That's what I, that number one thing. If I rule the world, mm. first thing, get some fucking fire ass music that says what's really going on. Yeah. <laughs> and take and taking the top forty off. Speaking of fire ass music, uh, last night RZA and DJ Premier. Did you guys catch that the Instagram battle live? I I saw a little bit of it, but I was like uh, lost in the sauce watching something else. <laughs> I think it's on YouTube. You can watch it for free, but they had like mm-hmm. a, a battle. They've already made playlists of all the songs they played. Uh, there's just a few of them going back and forth. Uh, I got a little bit of it too. I was mm-hmm. watching uh, the replay this morning. It is, uh, it is tight. It's, everyone should check that out. Yeah, Black. To them. Yeah, Black Thought had a, like a, t- a little tiny desk at his own place. So he had that. Ethan uh, Virgil. And he made new song- yeah, new songs. Mm-hmm. Ethan Virgil. Uh, the guy who does Off-White had a live uh, jazz set on Instagram, too. So people are using social media for good in these times to, mm-hmm. you know, put some free stuff out there, entertain the people. Um, salutes to a uh, longtime listener, Janine. She uh, sent a thing of uh, this, like, all-day dis- uh, all club bangers where this guy's just, <laughs> like, in his home spinning records all day long, like, just for people to come hang out and... And rock out to some classic hip hop. Yeah, uh, you know he's got his turntable set up with his little camera, and he just does like live sets each day, and people can join and make requests and stuff. So, you know, all kinds of cool stuff like that going on. It's like that one thing you were talking about, Sean. You used to do back in the day, that little forum group. Yeah, yeah, yeah where you could uh, DJ for people, and they could come in and check out. Maybe, maybe me and you need to do something like that, Caesar. <laughs> then, uh, but I need to go to work. We could do that all day. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I have a job. <laughs> Maybe maybe I'll need to do something like that. Yeah, just play music for people. You know, I would, but if they paid me more than my job did, then maybe it'd be a different. <laughs> if it'd be a different story, but we could we we could do that five days a week. We got yeah. we, we got plenty of depth in our knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We, we we play radio show every week, and we never repeat the songs. Yeah, we probably have ten we've repeated, off of off of three years or something ridiculous. I mean, it's impossible to track now, but <laughs> you know what? Uh, shout out to Bill Withers. I wanted to play that DMX song, "Ain't No Sunshine." Yeah, but I can't. Like, I only I found it finally found it on YouTube because it's mm-hmm. off the Hicksin soundtrack. Yeah. Do you guys remember that, that movie? Yeah. <laughs> DMX and fucking Steven Seagal. Was it Steven Seagal? It wasn't Jet Li. <laughs> it was Steven Seagal. Jet Li might have been in it, but Steven Seagal is like the the main character. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Man, the late 90s was fucking wild. Cause, oh, I think DMX did the one with, uh, is it Romeo Must Die with Aaliyah? Yeah, yeah. That had Jet Li in it too, didn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, Jet Li and DMX, hard body going together in a couple movies. DMX making movies. What the fuck? And so was, Dragon was in that movie too. Yeah, Ja Rule was in one of them too, wasn't he? <laughs> I think so. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> your favorite 
Sean's favorite Sean's favorite rapper of all time, Ja Rule. Dave Chappelle after his 9-11. Like, like MTV is interviewing Ja. Like, what does Ja think right now? <laughs> we, need, we need Ja's deep thoughts. Murder, murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, it's time for uh, my song of the week. Mm-hmm. I have to give a shout out to uh, our, our, our mutual friend, Sea Salt Brad, mm-hmm. for introducing me uh, to this artist. Uh, she's like a mixture of hip hop and R&B. She sings, she raps. Um, her name is Queen Herbie. And uh, the song's called Mint. And it's just talking about that money. Like you're saying, just yeah. rules. L- listen and enjoy, guys. Salute. Making money like a mint. Laying in my ice like shrimp. Making it shine that I'm mint. Coming with the freshness. Yeah, I got that brand new shit. I bought it so I don't pay rent. All my boys are pussy whips. Coming with the freshness. Yeah. Light green, squeaky clean. So he buy me nice things. I fiend, bigger bling. Only register could change. Too high, too fly. When they look up at the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Superwoman, say my name. He said beggars can't be choosy. I said it's Gucci. I'm couture like the movies. Jamba Jewish looking smoothie. No GMO, these bananas never bruising. If you can't remember two things, I never needed luck. See my haters say what's up. Best part of waking up like soldiers in your cup. Grinding everything I got. They gave up, but I had not. Now I rock at the top. Making money like a mint. Laying in my ice like shrimp. Making it shine that I'm in. Coming with the freshness. Yeah, I got that brand new shit. I bought it so I don't. back guys that was sean's pick of the week and it was meant by queen herbie from nebraska yeah i thought she was 
British for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, uh, definitely uh, an artist based in L.A. Mm-hmm. American. was loose to, to Brad for putting her on to us. She's got some jams. Mm-hmm. But now we've got we've now we're on to the very important questions, the meandering questions, Frank. These have these have changed since you've been on. Okay. They're not they're they're definitely not rapid fire anymore, but they're very, you know, just off the top of the dome. And if explain them if you would like, if and if not, we'll just go to the next one. It's your choice. Okay. Mhm. All right. So the first one. Favorite streaming service right now? Favorite streaming service? You see a record or? Just a service like like if you like Netflix or HBO. Oh, or like... yeah, I'm thinking, right now I'm thinking music. <laughs> um, but no, no, no. I probably, I think it's really hard. I honestly, I don't pay for any of them, so they're all great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got to get the hookup, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Right now, I'm I'm kind of just leaning towards Hulu still. I okay. love you know a couple cartoons in there. So Hulu's been my jam. Mm-hmm. I, I finished Disney. So <laughs> yeah, especially with the kids. Yep. <laughs> the kids in three weeks. There's not enough content on there. <laughs> right, you're done. You can only watch Frozen so many times. <laughs> Trolls Trolls Two is on there, and on, Onward is it Onward the right. new the new yeah. the new Elf yeah, one? I haven't seen that one. Mm-hmm. I heard yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. All right. Um, what's your favorite place to order to go from, like to go food? What, what do you think? Um, lately, but it sucks because everything's closed. Um, there's this taco truck spot near my house that I just found out. Like, I don't eat Mexican food very often, and I grew up on it. I think that's probably why. Um, <laughs> so it's hard to find a real good spot. Yeah, it's first in the Northwest. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But they ha- they have a taco truck, and I've you know I've ordered a few times since I found out about it. And that would be my go-to if I could have anything right now. I'd call them up, get some taco yeah. truck. So a little side question from that: like, what's some of your favorite spots in Seattle, or just up there in Renton, or uh, up in the Northwest? Because I know, because um, like you're Northern California, so you know a good burrito and a good taco when you see one. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I don't come here for, you know, there's not really, I mean, there's probably a few spots, but Mm. Mexican food, very minimal here. Sushi is really, I mean, compared to Reno, I don't really mess around with sushi out here. (laughs) All you can eat, hold it down. I know, right? You get the conveyor belts out here and they charge you like three, four, five dollars a little little sushi roll. Yeah. Um, But out here in Renton, like specifically Renton, they have this Indian, um, Indian cuisine place called uh, Nan and Curry, dude. That's I. I haven't eaten much Indian food, but th- everything they have is just to die for. Like it's really good. Um, nice. Nan and Curry. It's a dope spot. So if you're in Seattle, make the trip out to Renton mm-hmm. or Nan and Curry. If you want Indian food, you won't be disappointed. Uh, we got another out here in Renton. We have a Thai spot that has. To me, it's the best yellow curry that I've had. Oh shit! Um, and they got some good. Yeah, they got some good pad Thai too, and anything spring rolls i mean it's pretty good food and it's probably changed a little bit since i mean i've been here a while but their curry is always good on point um we got a dope uh ramen place i mean it's literally the best ramen i've ever had i've had ramen in reno and it doesn't compare man okay, uh, okay. Arashi ramen, it's, 
yeah, it's a small, nice little place, but their food is just is just on point. Like it's different flavors, and like it's just so packed with really good. Like the pork belly is tender and and fatty, like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a couple of little spots to eat out here. I mean, it just depends on where you go. Seattle, really? I'm sure you can find anything out in Seattle, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. All right, next question, Sean. What's the best thing you've watched uh, lately uh, on TV or movie or anything? Best thing? Um, trying to think. See, it's, it's hard because I've watched quite a few things. <laughs> Usually when I'm watching, it's it's to get you know, lost in art, but I don't know. It's, it's really tough. A lot of movies with the kids personally for like me to watch something. I mean, I'm, I mean, I've been stuck watching Rick and Morty still. I mean, I'm enjoying that. <laughs> That's good. Honestly, it's, it's really nice. hot. Like movies. I don't get, I don't get too into horror or action movies. Cause it's, I'm around the kids too much, yeah. you know? Right. Um, yeah. Rick and Morty characters. Like I've been watching the season four. It's actually season four, yeah. Did, um, yeah. did you watch that Shepherd Fairy, uh, the Obey one on Hulu, that documentary? Is it one of the newer ones? Yeah. Or older? Um, it came out maybe like last year, maybe like late last year. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's, okay. It, no, I don't think I. Have. Yeah, I thought maybe you'd watch that one already, but it's just like kind of like how he started and like how he is like now like a pop, you know, graffiti artist icon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that one. And this guy, um, there's another, like, Hulu's been coming out with some good documentaries on artists. Mosley? Mosley? I forget his name. But he does, like, he does, like, his self on there, and he, like, writes quotes on the wall. I follow him on Instagram and stuff, but, like, it'll probably come up as a recommended after you watch that Shepard Fairey one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check. Uh, I've been watching, like, uh, what is it, Abstract? On Dude, that t- that Tinker, the, the Tinker one is so yeah. that one's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. I know it has me making want to paint some shoes and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and I love his background where he like came from like an architect background and started designing shoes. But yeah, yeah. I've, I usually get lost on some documentaries, then I get too lost in the sauce and start looking at UFO, <laughs> alien type stuff. And I'm like, in it, I'm in it. I want to be abducted. You just go into the <laughs> the rabbit hole. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So next question then. Um, what do you miss most during this lockdown? What do I miss most? Um, I'd probably say just, I mean, it's, it's hard because I'm also in Seattle. So, but just really seeing friends and family, you know, I think I missed that in Reno more importantly. But yeah. I mean, like I got this urge to want to go out to Reno right now, you know. Um, so it's just, I guess, seeing more faces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the first thing you're going to do when all this is over? <laughs> Come to Reno. Probably come to Reno, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, that's it. That's it, Frank. You made do it. Meandering questions just fine. Good job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's it for the episode. Um, I mean, we don't have any. There's no other local news. There's no, there's no events going on. Yeah. Everything's shut down. So. Yeah. Thanks for again, Frank, mm-hmm. for. Uh, 
for joining us today on, the, on Easter Sunday. Yeah. Sharing, yeah. Sharing your experiences. Yeah, I hope, uh, you know, if you look into some of my work and maybe that'll lead you to other artists and stuff and maybe for the people that aren't into art, maybe you get creative a little. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got so much time, so kind of just stay off Facebook and time and, you know, just uh, use your time wisely. It's a really good time. I mean, a lot of people don't have work and have no choice, but really when you're working, you want a break. You want a vacation, mm -hmm. you know? So I know you're stuck at home, but just look at this as time to like yourself kind of reevaluate what's going on and a nice you know, staycation. Just stay positive. Yeah. Staycation. Yeah, exactly. Um, where can people find your work? Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook on and Instagram. Uh, I'm, Tag name is at Frank Montano. That's F R A N K Montano, M O N T A N O. Uh, you can find me there. You'll find all my art in the. On uh, I think I'm on Twitter as well. It's Frank Montano, but an E mm. at the end, my middle initial. Uh, yeah, so I mean, most of my work's there. Feastcorp.com. You can find a few links, uh, some stuff I've done. Uh, I don't have much going on. I'm working on my website still. Um, but yeah, you'll find all my work on Instagram just fine. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, we'll be trying to make these new episodes as we can. Yeah. Trying to get uh you know, Frank out in Seattle. Like we should get more people who aren't maybe in Reno just to give their perspective on what's going on and see mm -hmm. how they're being affected by everything. So Definitely. Hopefully yeah. that's uh what we'll get going in the future, but until then, this is Sean saying peace. This is De La Foto saying, uh, stay inside and wash your hands, fools. Let's see. Wash your hands. Salute. Peace. <laughs>